0: Bardic Mystery Tour is a fifth edition D and D actual play podcast about a band of bards out on tour. But today we're playing Burglar Mystery Tour, an actual play podcast about a band of thieves, Robin Fools. My name is Brayton, and I'll be your DM. In the land of Lopidia, the great city of Manzamalut stands between the footholds of the Lopetian Mountains and the oppressive heat of the vast Lopetian Desert. The people of this city are one of hardy stock and strong will, for the desert is unforgiving. Raising crops is difficult here, and trading is a key to survival. The Manzamalut populace deal in arcane components that can be harvested from both the desert and the mountains. Since there was once a great civilization thriving in these parts. Many mines below the city contain forgotten magical constructs, which one day may be harnessed to bring about an age of ease and relaxation for the Lopetian folk. The great river Ragni Beck runs westward out of the mountains and through Manzamalut to the sea 164 miles to the east. At the delta rests the small port town of Dukesboro. No other major settlement exists within the country although there are plenty of villages along the coast and even some underground in the mountains. The dwarven kingdom of Stybar has mines that border on Lopidia, but there is a lasting peace with open trade and much cultural exchange. The Stybar dwarves are interested in metal mining, but the Lopetian mountains are so vast that there is no need to stake claims, yet. Within the city of Manzamelut, there is a more nefarious organization, a thieves' guild called The Menagerie It is run by a cunning and secretive figure who goes by the moniker Zookeeper. The Menagerie's membership isn't too greedy, but they certainly wouldn't like to toil all day long in the hot sun for their bread. Let's meet some of the members now. standing in front of a door within the Thieves' Guild Hall. Next to the door is a wall mirror. When you look into it, what do you see? My vanity strikes me as I walk past the doorway. I look in. I see my jet black hair. It looks a little too tidy. So I run my greasy fingers through it to just muss it up a little bit. It still looks tidy, don't worry about it. My eyeliner looks great. Then, I rub my leather armor. Give it a little bit of a shine. The dark black leather shines a little bit after I rub it. I press my collar. It's wrinkly, but I wish it were less wrinkly. My black cloak hangs down to my angles, and I keep my collar smoother. I'm clearly a human, and I stand somewhere in the 5'9 range. That's not based on my you know, personal height or anything like that. Don't worry about it. On the door, there is a silver rib cage. Everybody inside is waiting for you. Do you want to go in? Sure. All right. You enter the door. There are two people sitting at a table and one person standing. The first person sitting at the table is Nora's character. Nora, why don't you give me a description of what you look like?
1: He is a six foot one human with blonde, wavy hair and tan skin. He looks fairly young, early 30s, and is wearing leather
0: armor. All right, the next person sitting at the table is Emily's character. Emily, give me a description of your character.
2: Okay, he's uh, basically the cutest kobold you've ever seen. And he's two foot 10, but he lies and says he's two foot 12 all the time. And he's got orange scales, and his belly's kind of yellow scaly, and he's wearing pants only. And he has sunglass goggles, but they're like steampunky because he has trouble with the sun. But he won't tell you that, but it's true. And he's got gold claws. And he might be smoking a pipe. I bet he's smoking a pipe.
0: And standing up, somebody says hi and greets you. Oh, it's about time you're here. Why don't you have a seat? And we can all get to know each other. Is there an empty chair? Yes. I'll sit down. All right, the man says, now that you're all here, let's get to introductions. My name's Griggs. Griggs is a tiefling with Merlot-colored skin. All right, I brought the best of the best together here. We got, let's let's go around the table first. Uh, Drell, why don't you tell everybody about yourself a little bit? Uh, hi, my name is Drell.
2: Hi.
1: I see that you don't value the price of the sunlight, my friend.
0: Sunlight is for the weak of heart. The night is what empowers the darkness within.
1: Yarr. Some of us like to get a head start on the day's activities before it gets dark outside.
0: The day's activities are trite and boring.
1: Anyhow, I'm Hap Shepsum. I guess it's nice to meet y'all.
0: Thanks for coming, Hep. Is it Hep or Hap? Hap. Hap.
1: Can't you hear, son? Hap.
0: Hap? It's Hap. Hap. Are you, uh, are you from the city,
1: Hep? Of course not. Can't you tell from my looks and my accent? I come from very far away. I've been here for quite some time now, but I am not from Manzamaloo. I usually don't have to explain that to
0: folks. Okay. We're glad to have you on the team today.
1: I guess I'm okay with being here. I didn't get much of a choice about it.
0: Uh, and then is it Yaxo?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, that's me. It's Jaxo. Jaxo Gix. I'm an ex-pirate. And um, there's a monster. Out in the sea, wrecked my ship, took out all my mates, my whole crew, we're all they're all gone, and I well, I, I do well in the darkness.
0: See, uh, are you also from wherever that person's from? Cause you sound similar.
2: <laughs> there ain't
1: no kobolds where I come from. Just good old humans. Yeah, I'm not
2: I'm not from there.
0: Where do you come from again?
2: Uh what's that town called by the sea?
0: Dukesboro.
2: Is that that's where I came from, right?
0: Sure. I mean, you're from the sea, and then you...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm from, I guess you could say I'm from Dukesboro, out by the sea, but I'm not really from there, but that's where I ended up because my ship
0: crashed. Oh, you're a member of the guild, but you're a member of the Dukesboro chapter of the Menagerie.
2: Yeah, I'm. so I don't really know my way around here.
0: Well, don't worry. I already knew that about you because I am the heist master, Griggs. And I've brought you all here today because you have a special set of skills that I'm going to need you to do a job for me. This is quite an honor. If you do the job really well, it might mean a little bit of gold and it might mean a little bit of promotion within the guild. This job must need some skull crushing. Yar. It might, but we're going to start with a little bit of a lighter touch.
1: And that's where I come in, my friends. I got that nice light touch.
0: You're allowed to say that on the radio?
1: (laughs) Wait, I missed Ed's character's name.
0: Drell. Grief stroke.
1: Is that all you told us about your character?
0: Yeah. I don't know your character's name, Nora.
1: It's Hap Shepsum.
0: Griggs goes, all right, now that we got the introductions out of the way, let's get down to the task at hand. We heard tell from one of our little moles that a local trader has come into a lot of wealth, and we're thinking it might be a good time to pinch some of it for ourselves. So I need somebody to go into his house and get the map to all of his storehouses so that we can go and collect on it. Are you guys interested? So we're just going to take his stuff instead of giving him the squeeze and racketing him? Listen, you don't worry about that. It's easier if I just go show him what some knuckles look like. We're going to leave the squeeze up to the jungle master, okay? That's above your pay grade. You don't work for him right now. You're on my team right now. And we're doing reconnaissance. You don't work for the jungle master, We can kick you out of the guild.
1: I was given to understand that I didn't have much choice about being here. So um, my services are at your disposal, I suppose. I'm good at
2: sneaking.
0: That's the kind of enthusiasm I like to hear, Jaxo. So. All right. The name of this guy is Admiral Augustus Finn. Have you guys heard of him?
1: I've heard tell about him in some of the social circles I wander about in. What's his name?
0: Admiral Augustus Finn. Yeah. I was telling Jack so. Is he a- uh... He's an admiral. So he's not an admiral. Good guess, though. He's not an admiral. He's just a traitor. He's a traitor? No, no, no. We're traitors. He is a merchant. We're not traitors. We're all very devout lepidians. We just hate the rich.
2: Is he a fish person? His name is Finn.
0: Nope. He is a human. And he has a wonderful mansion in town here. And the thing is, we don't know too much about him. We know that he specializes in botanical sales and botanical trade. And he does a lot of arcane supply trading. So the first thing I need you guys to do is we're going to send you to a party. What? No, do not kill him. I just want to make sure that's clear. Drell, did you hear that? No, not really. Do not kill him. I, just, I didn't hear anything yet. No, don't kill him.
1: Do you have earwax in your ears, son?
0: I need an affirmation.
2: The man said, don't
0: kill him. Look, if you got to do something to survive, you got to do it.
2: Well, yeah. What if this guy tries to hurt us? Can we kill him then? Uh,
0: no. I, well, all right. Here's the thing. If you kill him, it's going to be big problems for the whole guild. We're going to have to go underground. We already we might are not be able to work anymore.
2: As a kobold, I can tell you that I am very good at burrowing.
0: So, All right. Let's just keep it simple. Don't Do not kill him. Even if he attacks you. Are you saying we're like the lawful thieves guild? Like the government recognizes us and like we have like a certificate of operation from the government? No. Then what do you mean go underground?
2: How do you not kill someone? I'm just so tough.
0: Wait, I know how to not kill someone. I'm just saying you don't always have to not kill someone. If we murder this high profile merchant, then it seems likely that the guards are going to come down real hard on us. And chase us out of town.
2: We'll just kill them all.
0: No. Have you ever scrapped with a man's guard? Not yeah. one of them is easy to fight.
2: I'm tough. You you think I'm small, so I'm weak, but I'm tough.
0: You do look weak.
2: I'm tough. Look Prove at it. these muscles. And I show off my arm muscles.
0: Your good lizard arm muscles? They're scaly and tough. I scoff. If you think you're so strong, why don't we arm wrestle?
1: I light a cigarette and look off into the distance.
0: Are you guys actually arm wrestling?
2: How do we do it?
0: I don't know unless Jaxo's afraid.
2: No, I'll do it. I'll I'll All right. wreck you.
0: Alright, roll opposed strength checks. Nineteen.
2: Seventeen. Wait, don't I get two attacks? Cause I I'm a...
0: It's not attack and it's opposed strength check. I slam the back of your hand on the table and I say tough? Guards would make mincemeat out of you.
2: Arr. You don't know what you're talking about.
0: Okay, that's how two many? Two out of three. No, no, no. Uh that's enough of this. Um, let's get back to the business at hand. I think we can all agree here, right, Hep, that Drell is the strongest one and we'll just move on.
1: I really don't have any skin in the game, so whatever you want to say, Griggs, I'm ready to get started whenever you are.
0: Because I am powered by the darkness within. Well, anyway, like I was saying, one of the moles was able to intercept the uh There's a new trader coming to town, but they're not here yet. But we were able to get them an invitation to Finn's big party. His wife is throwing a big party, Lady Serena Finn. Wait, the new trader? We got them an invitation? Oh, that's exactly what I said. But they're not here yet. So instead of sending them, I'm going to send you guys dressed up as them. So you can get a little recon on the house. What race are they? Well, they're humans. How tall are they? H- Human-sized? Medium? Let's say between 5'5 five, five and 6'3?
2: Say, I'm a little bit smaller than that, so how's how's that going to work? We can just make you be our servant. I mean, I have disguise self.
0: Yeah, whatever whatever you think is the best way to go about it, you know, that's, that's why I'm bringing you guys in. I'm not going on the mission. I brought you guys in for your special skills. Yeah, what I think we should do is we should find one of his higher-ups. Show them our knuckles and tell them they don't start giving us a cut. They're going to find out what the knuckles taste like. Seems like a great plan. But just remember not to do that. So you told me it was my discretion and not to do it my way. Look, you can't beat up Admiral Finn, but you can use any other way you want to get the information about how to get to his treasure room. What I'm trying to tell you is this. We think that there's a vault inside his house that has the map in it that we want. There's going to be a party. We got you access to the party. I would use the party as a recon to try to find information on how to get in there. But you guys can do it however you want. Just don't alert him to the fact that we're coming after him. Because then when we go to try to steal his goods at all those sites on the map, he's going to have them protected by the guard. We won't be able to get anything. Does that make sense?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yep. I'm on board. Are you going to provide us with some fancy clothing for this party? Or is that something we got to take care of ourselves?
0: No, no. The guild will provide you. We have some some resources you guys can lean on. In fact, let's bring some guys in. And then Griggs rings a little bell that's on the table. <coughs> Through one of the doors comes a set of two guys. The first one is a rotund dwarf with a bald head and spectacles who has no beard. So he looks really weird. And the second one is a really tall and thin three cream who's lanky. Lanky for a three cream or just because he's a three cream, he's lanky? Because he's a three cream, he's lanky.
1: What's a three cream? So, three cream are like is, praying
0: mantis people. They have four arms, they don't speak, and oh, their language is clicks and stuff. And
1: who's the DM here, Edwin?
0: Ed's doing a great job. Maybe ant like, they're like buggish. Yeah, they have mandibles. They can't speak languages, but they can click their mandibles, so their language is just a bunch of clicking noises.
2: And they have, if they end up having a, what's it called?
0: Mind Doodle, noodle
2: face in them, then the shell is still on the outside.
0: That happened that one time. We don't know if that's normal for Mind Flayers taking over. It's a very rare occurrence.
2: What happens whenever
1: two, three Kreens get together? Is that a six cream?
0: No, Nora, it's spelled T-H-R-I. I can't believe you didn't know that, Nora.
1: What? A, I don't. Why are you trying to shame me for spelling? Like that's the worst skill of anyone on this podcast of being able to spell something based on how somebody says it.
2: I just wrote the number three, like the digit, so
0: it's fine. Both of these guys come in, and they're both wearing white lab coats and knitted neckties. And the dwarf opens his mouth and he says, "Oh, hello. My name's Fisher. I'm the uh, I'm one of the Toy Masters here. This is my buddy Flask." And then Flask, the three queen, goes. I heard you guys were in need of some uh, some kit for an upcoming uh, heist, you know, working for the heist master here. So uh, we brought this uh, cart with us. Let's see here. And he starts rummaging through the cart. and He's pushing stuff off onto the table in front of you. He says, "Okay, first of all, um," and he's holding up a set of armor in front of Emily's character, Jaxo. And he's like, does this fit you? It's a studded leather armor. Do you want to see if it fits you?
2: Yes. I want to see if it fits me.
0: Okay. It does. It's just your size.
2: Oh,
1: right.
0: Does it have a tail hole? It doesn't have a tail hole. It's like split. You know what I mean? It's got tails.
1: It's like the Roman armor where you have like the slashy bits on the bottom. So it's like a skirt, but it's a slit skirt of armor that moves with you.
0: No, it's more like a gambeson. You could say it has tails, but it's not like a long set of tails. Like they're each just a couple inches long. Like on a modern men's suit. Emily, you don't think that leather armor has leggings to go with it? I
2: don't know. Are there leggings that go with this?
0: Uh, nope. It's just a, just a vest and it hangs down over your thighs.
2: All right. I put it on and I check out my tail. Does it look good?
0: Uh, how'd your tail look before?
2: No, I mean, this armor doesn't look good with my tail. The armor looks out. great. I
0: look In fact, great. The armor looks really, really nice. The metal parts are very shiny and the leather parts are very firm. This
2: is great. Thanks, Fisher.
0: All right. Is that something that you're going to like?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Super good.
0: All right. And then I got these two things. And he holds up a human sized studded leather armor set and a cloak. He says, I don't know which of you two wants which of these, but you can try those on. And he, sets them down on the table, and gives them a pat, like how you do when you're rummaging through stuff.
1: I'll take a look at that cloak there. That looks like it might be my
0: size. I'll take that leather armor, I guess. Hey, Fisher, is any of this stuff magical, or...? Oh, yeah. As the Toy Masters, I can tell you 100% certain all of this stuff is magical. Holy moly! Everything I just gave you is magical armor. That'll help protect you in case you get into a fight. Suddenly, I feel much more enticed to complete this task so that I'm not punished. Um, If you guys want to add to your character sheets, Emily and Ed, you guys both got plus one studded leather, and Nora, you got a cloak of protection plus one.
3: Guys, I'm so
2: tough. I got an AC of 20.
0: Jeez. You gave it to her.
1: Tough, I'm tough, I'm tough. I look around the room for a mirror.
0: There is a mirror in the room that's very large. It goes from the floor to seven feet above the floor, and it's four feet and six inches wide.
1: I go and look at myself in the mirror with my new sweet cloak.
0: That's a huge mirror. Make a perception check.
1: Uh, 12.
0: You look real good.
1: I give myself a couple of winks, a couple of finger guns.
0: Nice. And then Fisher says, okay, here, let's see what else here. I've got some of these for you. And he starts um, pulling out some flasks and putting them on the table. Says each one of you can take one of these. I have five different ones you can choose from. Uh, Do you want to just pick them or do you want me to tell you about them? No, it's about bottom. All right. This one here is a potion of fire breath. Here's a filter of love. Uh, this one here's a healing potion for you. Uh, oh, this one's kind of nice. This is a potion of climbing. And this one here is a oil of slipperiness. So uh, go ahead and take your pick. I'll take the potion of healing.
2: I'll take that fire breath for sure. For sure. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to take the potion of love. Thanks so much. All right.
0: And then each of you can pick one more of these items from this stack here. Uh, first up, we have this dagger. Uh, I got this little door talisman. That's pretty nice. Uh, this stone. Here's a nice uh, potted plant for you. Here's here's like a stick, like a rod for you. Um, some dumb wooden shield. These silly glasses. Oh, this is really nice. And he puts down a sewing needle on the table. And then he says, um, oh, yeah. And then uh, you can use this wand, too, if you want. What's uh, what's so nice about this sewing needle? Well, that'll give you a tattoo. It's called a coiling grasp tattoo. You hold it on your skin and then your arms get a nice seafaring tattoo of a bunch of tentacles. And then you can use them to grab people. So identifying marks is what you're saying. Yes, sir.
1: Can you tell us a little bit more about all these other items that you've placed in front of us? I'm especially interested in that there plant.
0: Oh, yeah. This is called Flo's Fort. It's a small foldable tree fort. See, what you do is you put the pot down on the ground and then you can step inside of it. You and up to three of your friends and you can listen to the world outside. But from the outside, it just looks like a little tiny bonsai tree of your choice. Now, if you look really closely, you can see when there are people inside it, there's a little tiny tree fort that shows up.
2: That is so cute. What happens if you're inside it and someone takes
1: it?
0: it? It just moves.
1: Or you just go with it. Yeah. Well, I can tell you I'm definitely taking that plant. That sounds like a great tool.
0: What's so special about this stone here? Oh, Sammy's singing stone? Check this out. Uh, and you guys remember those things from our childhood called uh, yak those and whenever you talk, it says it in a higher pitch. <laughs> it's like that, but the same pitch. This small river stone seems great for slinging, but upon attunement has some magical property. The owner can cast magic mouth as often as they wish on the stone. In addition, once per charge, the stone can be used to cast clairvoyance centered on itself. The owner must be within 150 feet to do so and it gains one charge per long rest to a maximum of two charges. What's this rod here do? Oh, you've never seen one of those before? That's a rod of the Pact Keeper, plus one. That I have to look it up. It's, a, it's like a warlock thing. What? It gives your warlock cantrips plus one damage and plus one DC on their Shit resistances. me! It's like a plus one weapon for warlocks.
2: You guys have any other questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about these sunglasses or these glasses or whatever? Tell me about these.
0: Oh, goggles of the night. Yeah, yeah. Those are really nice. If you wear those at nighttime or in the darkness, you can see anything.
2: Oh, okay. You don't have any that help with sunlight? I have a hard time with sunlight.
0: No, in the sunlight, you can just see.
2: No, that's not necessarily true for everyone, sir.
0: And then Flats goes. Um, I'm taking this rod, though. Oh, that rod's nice. Tell us about the door charm. Uh, That's called Grungo's Door. This tiny 1-inch by 2-inch Dutch door miniature can be placed onto any mundane wall and will stick there. As an action, a person saying the command word, SHUTTER, can grab the corners of the door and stretch it until it's the normal, medium, humanoid-sized door. Once it's at full size, you can open the door to reveal a doorway in the wall behind it. It It's undetectable from the other side of the wall until it is opened, at which point it becomes plainly visible. The door can only go through one foot thick plaster, wood, or stone walls. If placed on a wall that is thicker, then it will seem locked to the operator of the door, and it cannot be opened. Since it is a Dutch door, the top half and the bottom half may be used independently. That sounds really cool, but to an ape like me, I'm going to need the things that this rod brings to the battle.
1: Can y'all tell us about that? That their dagger.
0: Oh yeah. This is called a fidgeting dirk. Wait, hold on. I was I was content on taking this rod, but hold on. It's a magical dirk, but the problem with this one is that um it's always moving around. It's always fidgeting. So if you're trying to sneak, it'll give you disadvantage unless you hold it in your hand to hold it still. Also, you can use it to cast a light three times a day.
1: That doesn't seem like quite a very useful tool we got
0: there. Oh, it's real good at stabbing and slashing. Yeah, the name is cooler than it really is.
2: So this needle, the sewing needle you said, I could give myself a tattoo and other people a tattoo or just myself?
0: Just one person.
2: And then how do you make the tentacles appear and and help you?
0: You know, um, practice makes perfect, they always say. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, Fisher, are you going to tell us what your friend there said?
0: Um, I think it would be rude to repeat that in public.
2: I give the three cream a glare.
0: All right. So did you guys all make your
2: selections? I'll take the needle. Thanks. 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 Thanks.
0: Okay. Hap, you took Flo's Fort.
1: Yeah, I took that plant. I think that'll come in right handy.
0: And Drell, you took the rod? Yeah. Which I want to point out, I attuned uh, it on D&D Beyond, and it still didn't give me plus one of my warlock spells. Oh, it's only a tag. It's not damage. Attack rolls and saving throws. Okay. Is it? you still want that? Yeah. Then Greg says, all right, thanks a lot, Fisher. Uh, why don't you go ahead and get out of here? And then Fisher says, all right, thanks, everybody. Remember, don't damage anything. It's technically guild property, and if you lose it, you got to buy it. Uh, except for the potions, that's fine. They're consumable. Don't worry about that. Yeah, but if we lose it instead of using it, then do we have to buy it? Um, So we should lie and say we used it if we lose no, it? No, it doesn't matter. That's just yours. You can, you can just have that. That's no problem for me. I've got a bunch of them. Can we get more? Okay. I'll see you guys. Have fun in your briefing. And then he packs up all his stuff on the cart. And then the two of them walk out of the room. Bye. And Griggs says, so uh, this party's in two days. If you want to do anything to get ready for it, you can. You know, maybe learn how your magic items work or tune them, whatever. Any questions? Where's, uh? do you know where this admirable lives? What? Oh, is." Admiral? I got to stress the fact he's not actually an admiral, but he lives in the city. Uh, we'll give you the address. It's on Locust Way.
2: Do we stay here in the city? Do we like, try I go back?
0: You guys have rooms in the city. The guild has places to stay. Okay. I gave you a day so that you could attune magic items and I wanted to give you the opportunity to do anything that we didn't do in character creation, but I assume that we're just going to fly through the day. So, Emily, when you attune it, you hold it against your skin for, like, a short rest, and then you have that tattoo.
2: Yeah, and then if it unattunes, the needle reappears. Yeah. Okay, and then it says tattoo rarity.
0: Say it's uncommon. Isn't that, like, a shoulder-sized tattoo?
2: It says half a limb. So I would get it on, like, my forearm.
0: Uh, It takes a short rest. It takes an hour.
2: An hour? Oh, man. I got a cramp in my hand holding
0: it here. All right, well, while you're doing that, I'm going to attune this rod.
2: Hab's going
1: to attune his cloak of protection.
0: All right, Hab, I'm going to run this by you real quick. You seem like the brains of this operation. You seem like the most likely to look like a merchant. So I think you pretend to be this merchant, and I can be your, like, advisor, quote-unquote. And uh, Jaxo here maybe, like, uh, watches the cart while we go into the party.
1: I do agree that I clearly have the most authority and the best looks of the bunch of us. I will happily serve as the leader of this mission, and I will be happy to deploy both of you as I see fit. All
0: right, let's not throw the word leader around a lot. Let's say that you look like a normie, and uh, I look really cool, and uh, Jaxo just looks dangerous.
2: Yeah, yeah, super tough.
1: I generally find that the uh, folks of the female persuasion are the easiest way to achieve the goal. I was thinking maybe we should seduce this uh, Lady Finn.
0: Lady Finn?
1: Lady Serena Finn. Women frequently know what's going on with their husbands.
0: So even though I look very sexy, I'm not very good at seduction, I don't think. so.
1: I was not suggesting that you should seduce her. I was suggesting that I... Should seduce her, and you should oh. stay well out of the way. Uh, all right. What
2: do you want me to do, though?
0: Watch the cart.
1: Uh, I don't really care.
2: No, I have to do some. I'm tough. I'm tough. I can fight.
0: That's why you got to watch the cart. The cart is where we're where they're going to counterattack us.
2: Well, what do you want me to look like? I can look like anything for a whole hour.
0: Wait, can you look like an admiral?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, uh like.
0: What about a merchant?
2: Feet, four feet tall. my max.
0: What about a sexy merchant?
2: Definitely sexy merchant for sure. Four feet tall, though. All
0: right, new plan. Hap, we got a sexy merchant. Yeah, it's me. Uh, I don't know. Let's see both of the sexy merchants, and I'll tell you which one's the sexier merchant. Yeah, you guys want to roll a disguise kit check? I think you should each roll a sexy check. Yeah, I think that that should be in the form of a charisma disguise check. If you're not proficient in disguise kit, you can just use a straight-up charisma check.
1: I don't think I have a disguise kit.
0: Some rogue you turned out to be. That's okay. Just roll a straight-up charisma check. I got a five. Pretty sexy. Emily, how'd you do? A six. Wow. Okay.
2: Super sexy.
0: When I was saying you guys should try to look sexy, I didn't mean like a race to the bottom here.
1: I just don't feel the need to impress you because you are not my superior. So... I didn't do a very good job, I got to say. I'll do a better job when we get to Lady Serena.
2: Wait, what's your plan? Your plan is to to talk to her
1: and find out what she knows? Yeah, I'm going to seduce Lady Serena. And then from there, we'll find out where the map is that we need to steal. She'll be able to tell us. And then we can go get
2: it. Why do we need to seduce her? What if she's happily married and it pushes off your advances?
0: First of all, is anyone happily married?
2: I don't know, man. The best way to accomplish a thievery
1: is with seduction. It's a tried and true method. I don't know. I just this stand idea?
2: there with my fisticuffs up, and I just take everybody out. Tough, little and tough.
0: Now I know what we're talking about here.
1: Remember the part where Griggs told us that we're not allowed to let them know that we're stealing it. We got to be sneaky.
2: I am sneaky. Watch me. Well, sneak. you just said
1: you were tough, so tough doesn't go very well with sneaky.
2: Who says I could be tough and sneaky?
0: You also both said you were sexy, and that didn't work out. So. Maybe you just don't like short people. Why are we going after Lady Admiral? We find the Admiral. And then we tell him, like, yo, Admiral, I got something very valuable that I can't trust the bank with because you can't trust banks. And Admiral's got to know that, right? Then he says, let's put that in my special vault since you're a really cool merchant that I think is cool. And we show him our super cool thing that we fabricate out of lies, And then he shows us the vault, and then we know where it is.
1: This plan seems like it's got a few holes in it. I feel like I can see right through the yeast that you're holding up to the window.
0: Number one, what? Number two, what holes?
1: Wait, why don't we just go in and sneak around? They put us together as a team for a reason. We each got to play to our strengths. Now I'm telling you that my strength is seducing women. So I think that we should take that tack first. We can always have some backup plans, but I'm telling you, I can get the information out of her.
0: But so if we have one person that's strong at seduction and two people that are strong at bashing heads. Oh, I'm also strong
2: at stealth. I will sneak in and disappear. They won't even know I was there. I'm small. I'm fast. I'm quiet. And I'm strong and I'm tough, too. All
1: right. How about we do it this way? I'll take the upfront approach with the lady. Mr. Drell here can play to his strengths and do whatever snooping around, maybe with the admiral that he thinks he can do. And meanwhile, this little critter here can sneak in the back, take a look, see around and uh, maybe find the map on his own. Yeah.
0: So I think that they specifically told us not to use my strengths to snoop around the admiral because I would just corner him in a closet and start breaking fingers till he told me where it was.
1: Well, maybe you you should watch watch our cart.
0: I want you guys to have this conversation, so I didn't want to cut you off, but let's say that you're having it in a spot, and Griggs comes back up. and He's like, hey, guys, how's the planning session going? I don't know, Griggs. Why am I on this team in the first place? Listen, I know you don't have a lot of faith in yourself, but I got faith in your son, and he puts his hand on your shoulder, and he says, you're going to do great. You guys ready for this party tonight?
1: I sure am.
0: It's tonight? You said it was two days. Oh, I thought the time passed. I was pretending the time passed. Holy crap, that was the longest conversation. Am I at least attuned? Yeah. All right. Do you guys have any questions that I might be able to help you with before you get there? Remember, the party is for the reconnaissance. Yeah, what happened in the last two days? I seem to have slept through it. (laughs) Uh, There was a huge party for the Thieves Guild. All the best people were there. Mikey did his juggling act, and uh, Tom (sighs) did his knife-throwing bit. You guys weren't there? I'm very upset Uh, right now.
2: I got a tattoo. Do you want to see it? Yep. I show my tattoo. Wow. Yeah.
0: Where is it on your body?
2: It's on my forearm of my left arm.
0: What's it look like?
2: A super sick anchor, and then instead of like rope all around it, it just has like this tentacle that winds all around it. That's purple, and it's got the what's the shading? The American type of shading. What am I? Help me out, Brayton.
0: Traditional style.
2: It's yeah, it's traditional style sailor tattoo.
0: Like Sailor Jerry stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says, wow, but upside down. Yeah. Yeah, so Greg says, do you guys need, so what's your plan? You're going into the party. Here's your invitation that we have forged up. We came up with a new plan. We're just going to start breaking into warehouses. Wait, what? That's not a go. That's a no-go. That is not approved. Um, Please don't do that. That's I don't know what will happen if that's what you do, but I think the guards might notice. Uh, Drell, did you hear me? What? Hey there, Groupies, Brayton here. Um, thanks for listening to my Dungeon Mastering uh foray. I have not dungeon mastered successfully in my life. And the last time I tried, I was like 16, so that was like 20 years ago. And I was really nervous about this one. But I had a lot of fun doing it, and I think it I think it went pretty well. So um, I'm glad that you're here to, to experience that with me. Remember, you can go to bardicmysterytour.com to find stuff. Uh, you know, you, that links us to links to our Patreon page. That links to our music that links to all the episodes and some fan art that has been sent to us in the past. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, this interlude, well, we decided to do this to give Ed a little bit of a break on DMing. Um but as a side effect of me not having DM'd for 20 years, the um, this is going to step outside of the normal show format, I think. Don't expect it to be exactly four episodes per arc. And I will do, uh, I was going to do three, but we might do two or something like that, depending on how long they take. So thanks for coming along for the ride with us. And I hope that you like it. And I had a lot of fun with this one. Let's get back into the show. We're still going to be coming out weekly. I know today's is a little bit late. And for that, I can say nothing except for I am eternally grateful that you still put up with us. All right. Have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Okay, so Gregs was checking in with you guys about your plan, and you guys were still kind of mid-arguing, right? Hey, guys. Let me ask you a question. Hi. How long have you known Griggs?
2: Met him today? Yesterday? Uh, A couple of days ago. I don't know.
0: Oh. You? You haven't seen him around in the guild?
2: No, I hang out by the coast, you know?
0: So Drell and Hap are both in the main city all the time. And Griggs is a standard person in the guild. You see him around. He's one of the high-ranking officials in the guild. So um, you recognize him.
1: Do we feel like the fact that he's chosen us for this is like an honor? Or that we're being picked on so that we can like go be killed like do we think this is a good thing
0: uh no you think it's a good thing so the guild structure is set up where there are different branches of the guild so there's the guild master and then there are these underbosses below him that are each in charge of different kinds of activities and i figured that we'd get to it when we got to it in the story but um griggs is one of the underbosses who's not in charge of a group he's just in charge of these Heists, which are big jobs requiring specialization from different groups that are in the guild.
1: Oh, hey there, Griggs. We did talk about it and we decided that I'm going to take point on this here operation, seeing as it's more about doing some uh, discovery and probably some seduction.
0: Okay. Uh, Sounds good. We did mention in our briefing that uh, seduction was not the method we're going to use, though.
2: Yeah, I'm going to sneak around and find out some information. Don't worry. I, I've got it covered, too, you know, from a different angle. So, Drill's going to watch fine. the cart.
0: Okay. Uh, what's that the name of the great. merchant on the uh, on this invitation you're giving us? Lord Smothers. Lord Smothers is probably going to be coming into town in actuality in the next three or four weeks. We just got word of it ahead of time that he was showing up. He deals in uh, pearls and seashells and kind of organic things that can be harvested from the sea. You don't happen to have a drawing of him, paint painting? Oh, uh, sure, yeah. He he does. He does. has, like, a sketch of what Lord Smothers might look like. He's an elf. How about that? Did you ever think of that? I did think about it because I asked you once before what he was, and you said a human. Damn it, he's a human still then, I say. Hey, uh, Jack, so... Hey, yeah. Can you make it look like that?
2: Yeah, yeah, I I, mean, I can look just like that, uh, except shorter, like, uh, four... Four feet tall.
0: If for what it's worth, uh, from my opinion, that's gonna be that's gonna be a notable change in Lord Smother's appearance.
2: Are there short people around that, like, when I come in and and I describe, disguise myself as human, so people don't recognize me if I do end up being seen? Like, gnomes and stuff are normal around here.
0: Yeah, yeah. This city's really mixed racially. I don't know what the right word is for that. Uh, so there's all kinds of different races. It's not uncommon to see gnomes or halflings.
2: Okay. I can't look human. I mean, I'm too small, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you're a kobold.
1: Yeah. Can I easily make myself look like this? I don't have a disguise kit.
0: The guild has resources for that. If you want to, you could go to the disguise room and have, have one of them dress you up. It's just that you won't be able to touch it up in the field by yourself if you're not skilled in it.
1: I think that's all right. I think I should do that.
0: We could, we could set you up with someone.
1: Yeah. Let's do that right before the party. What does this Lord Smothers sound like? Does he have an accent like me? or?
0: Nobody here knows. We just know his name. and All right. We have a written, right. uh, written description of him. With a name like Smothers, uh, it's also unknown. It's expected that he would be bringing a couple people with him to the party, but the invitation is just for Lord Smothers and guests. Entourage.
1: What, what if you disguise yourself as a dwarf and we say you're my right-hand man? Who are you talking to?
2: Drax. Who's that? Isn't that you? Jaxo. 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 Jaxo Gix. Some people call me Jasper when they can't figure out how the, the syllables Jax and O go together. So it was Jasper, Jaxo, any of those, but not Drax.
0: Jasper might sound good with your accent.
2: Well, hey there, Jaxo. I think
1: maybe you should dress up as a dwarf. You can be my right-hand trading man, my number two. All right. Trail here could be the muscle. Yeah, but I'm the muscle. For the- I keep telling you, but for- I'm tough. But for our pretend operation purposes, I think we'll present a more
2: united front. Will I have a beard?
0: Apparently not all dwarves have beards.
2: Whatever you want, darling. Will my beard catch on fire when I breathe fire later to hurt you people? You
1: can breathe fire?
2: Yeah. I'm a kobold.
0: Can all kobolds breathe fire?
2: Yeah, it's definitely not the potion I just got in front of you in the last time we hung out with those speaker people. I was going to say that
0: potion seems worthless if you can just do it.
2: I can't do it, but I always wanted to. So now I get to. I'm super excited about that. All right. So a dwarf, you want me to be a dwarf? I think that may be a good cover story. How tall is a dwarf?
0: Uh, A dwarf is like four feet, between four feet and five feet tall.
2: So I'll be the shortest dwarf you've ever seen.
0: Dwarves are medium-sized in D&D terms.
2: Yeah, I can only be four feet tall, max.
0: What about a halfling?
2: That's a lie. I can't even quite get to that height because I always tell everybody that I'm two foot twelve, but I'm actually two foot ten. But it sounds better, taller, if I say that I'm three feet tall. So.
0: Yeah, so you, you would be an extremely small dwarf. So, And I just want to address something that Ed said. It is extremely uncommon to see a dwarf without a beard. Fisher is a rarity.
1: Okay. I'm willing to hear other ideas on the table. I'm just not hearing much. What about a gnome?
2: Gnomes are little, like me, and they're fast. That's fine.
0: What about a kender? What's that? In Dragonlance, they don't have halflings. They have kenders. And they have... What's it called? A kopek? It's called a hoopek. It's like a lacrosse stick.
1: I'll go get all dolled up as this here, Lord Smothers.
2: Y'all work on your disguises. I'm not going to change till we're just about there because... It's an hour. So you
0: guys can use the guild carriage, and they can drop you off if you want to roll up in class.
2: Sounds like a plan to me.
0: And then you guys just know where those are in the guild because of how you've been employees of the guild for a long time.
2: Right. I get lost a little bit because I'm new here, but I'm sure my friends can help.
0: Well, I know a guy.
2: Take us to him. Let's go. Come on.
0: All right. We're... uh... Where do the macaws hang out? In the speakeasy. Oh, the speakeasy. The macaws hang out in the speakeasy. That's awesome. All right, let's go to the speakeasy. Okay. um, It's just like a private room within uh, this huge local bar called the Gallows Basket. That the Thieves Guild Frequents. So, uh, Jack, so you're a uh, new to town? Yeah. This is the Gallows Basket. We all know this place. This is our, we do it here. Even Hap? Yeah. I've seen happen around here.
1: I come here from time to time when I'm not associating with some higher company that I prefer.
0: Yeah, whatever. Uh, All right. But uh, So we go into the gallows basket, and I go to the bar. What's the bartender's name? There's a bartender, and they have a name. It is Jackie, and Jackie is an elf, an elvish lady, and she says, Hello, back Hey, again. Jackie. Oh, hey. How's it going, Drell? Good. Can I get the regular? Sure thing. Dark and stormy. She gets out a pint glass and she puts some crushed ice in it. She pours two ounces of pot still rum into it. And then she grates some fresh ginger into it. And she pours some simple syrup and some club soda in it. And she stirs it all around.
2: Oh, don't cut yourself on that edge, buddy. And
0: then she puts a nice uh, mint leaf in the top. Is that a dark and stormy? Yeah, it's like ginger beer and rum.
2: Brayton didn't look that up. He just knew that. I want the listeners to know this.
0: I said dark and stormy because it's dark.
2: That's why I said don't cut yourself on the edge, bruh.
0: I don't know if I want sugar and rum. What is this? A mojito? No, it's, it's a ginger it's mojito. Like a, it's a pot still rum, Ed. It's like, it's like a real stinky rum. It's like a like Myers. Yeah. All right, I'll take it. All right, let's go back to the birdcage.
1: Uh, we just came here for a drink.
0: The birdcage is in... The gallows basket? Do you mean the speakeasy?
2: Wait, I want
1: to
0: uh, get a let's drink too. go to the speakeasy. We
2: came to the bar. I want a drink.
0: Oh, get one, Miss
2: Jack. Miss
1: Jackie, I'd like a mint julep, please.
0: Sure, Jackie. Thanks. This is our friend Jackzo. He's good. Hey, if you know hey what there, I mean. little guy. Hey, hey. I give her the wink, and the whoosh, whoosh, the thieves. Oh yeah, you guys know thieves can't. We all know thieves can't. I sure do. I didn't think about the rules implication of this. I'm. Let's just say you all know thieves can't because you're on the thieves guild. We know enough to get by at least enough to get by. I give her the sign when I say Jaxo's cool, that means slash in the sign is like uh, the official. So the official symbol for the menagerie is a rib cage like a like from a human. And so let's say the the hand sign is where you butt the heels of your hands together and curve your fingers around so it looks like a hand cage. Your wrists? Yeah. Your wrists are together and then your fingers curve around like ribs, but that's like two handed and it's a hassle. So the shorthand sign is just doing half of that with one hand. All right. So I go, hey, Jackie, this is Jaxo and he's cool. And I make the half E sign.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how's it going?
0: Hey, Jaxo. What can I get for you to drink?
2: Uh, can you make dragon's breath? I'm really into that. I'm really into that. Can I get that?
0: Sure thing. She takes out uh, like a tumbler, like a rocks glass, and she puts uh, a bunch of hot sauce in it, and then she just dumps some whiskey in it and a raw egg. Yeah, and then she cracks an egg into it.
2: There's actually a drink.
0: What's a, what is it? What's a, is it? A real drink?
2: Uh, yeah, it's four to six ice cubes, two ounces of bourbon. Use your favorite. A teaspoon of Saint Germain, a teaspoon of Cointreau or other orange flavored liqueur, a teaspoon of simple syrup or smoked simple syrup. And you need a handheld smoker so that there can be like smoke on top. Spooky.
0: Sure, she makes that. No, I like yours better. What was it? It's hot sauce and whiskey and an egg.
2: All right, just cut the part out where I told you what it really is because I like that.
0: No, I'm leaving it all in. Take it out. Then she takes out one of those. French things that's the same as a clutch you cover food with it's like a bell made out of glass and she lights some charcoal on fire puts it beside the glass and she puts that on top of it until the fire goes out and it gets all full of smoke and then she takes it off and now your drink smells like smoke
3: yeah
2: sick thanks jaggy
0: anytime little guy um okay she making them in julep or not yep she made it already. Didn't I say she made it? I didn't mean to shit on your parade, man. I was trying to introduce Jack, Oh, geez.
1: It's all right. I wouldn't expect any less from somebody like you. Yikes.
0: Dude, don't talk about Jackie like that. We're bros.
1: Oh, I wasn't talking about Jackie. I
0: didn't not make your drink when you ordered it, okay? So don't try to imply that I'm a bad bartender. Do you need me to explain how to make a mint julep so that we can move on with the story? No. Okay.
1: We going to sit in the bird cage or what?
0: Yeah, it's called the speakeasy, number one. Number two, let's head back to the speakeasy. Then I go back to the speakeasy door. It says, like, private on it or something. And I give the secret elbow knock. Yeah, there are two guys standing in front of the speakeasy door. They look like big, tough guys. But they recognize you, and they just let you in. I'm like, hey, what's up? And I wave at them, but it's secretly the li- the little one-hand sign. Hey, Drell. Yeah, uh, you know you can just go in. All right, sweet. I go in. Hey, guys. Do I see Gordon? Who's Gordon? Gordon is my good friend. You don't know? (laughs) No, I didn't. Did Ed tell you about this friend that he has that you're supposed to know about? He told me, but he didn't (laughs) tell me his name. All you have to say is yes. Yes, he's there. Tell me more about Gordon. Gordon Thumbneck has a name, Gordon Thumbneck, and he's real good with his words. He's sly. Okay. He's an human, I guess. Yeah, there's a... There's a human in this room, sitting at a table, drinking a uh, Dark and Stormy. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is Gordon. He's my buddy. He's got his ear on the street. Hey, Gordon. He turns around from his drink and he says, Well, I'll be. I cheers If him. it ain't that son of a bitch Drell, get over here. Then he holds his hand up like a predator handshake. Yeah, give him the good predator handshake. It's like a little bit tense with all the muscle flexing. Yeah. So we both have to prove that we're stronger.
2: I start to flex, too.
0: You sure are one son of a bitch, Drell. What are sure, you doing here? Yeah. So this is Hap and Jaxo, and uh, showing them around. I mean, Hap knows what's up, but uh, yeah, Jaxo's hang, in town. Yeah, I hang
1: back a little bit. I'm smoking a cigarette, and uh, I give a nod.
0: Yeah, I heard you guys were... Uh, well, I heard, Drill. I heard you were recruited to uh, the big heist. Are you ready for that? Is that going down soon? Yeah, man. I mean, no. I mean... What are you talking about? Anyway, uh, we're looking for the uh the makeup room and stagecoach house. Oh yeah, those are definitely not inside the bar. Yeah, I know that. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, I know you're not an idiot. I'm just telling yeah. you because I know you're a real son of a gun.
2: How how long have you known uh Drell here, friend?
0: Oh, I'd say three forevers. It's true. Cool. Yeah, longer than I've known you.
2: Yeah, I mean, we just met, you know.
0: Gordon got me in on this.
2: Oh, are you part of the, uh, and I do the hand thing a little awkwardly because we don't do it very much in the coast. Isn't everybody in the speakeasy, like in the
1: yeah. guild?
0: Yep. Yep. They're all guild members. In the it's- speakeasy, but not in the, not in the gallows basket. The gallows basket well, gallows is just a bar. It's bar.
1: Yeah, but we're in the speakeasy now, aren't we?
0: Yep. Yeah, the speakeasies, the macaw yeah, hanging. And I don't know what we're doing in there. Even we're just talking to what's his name, Gordon Thumbneck, right now. I don't want to. I don't want to make this hard on you. But like every time you guys just do dumb bullshit, this is what it's like. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, I said my bro knows where the stuff is we need, and then they said, "Let's talk to him."
2: Wait, why don't you know where the stuff is? Aren't you around here all the time?
0: Yeah, but maybe I forgot.
2: Maybe you should drink less.
0: okay if you go back into the uh, the guild hall which is uh, what we call it but it's actually like uh, the sewers there's a place to do the makeup and it's called it has a name that's that room has a name it's called the pallet house yeah man as an ape I don't go to the pallet that often that's why we need to talk to Gordon yeah Gordon says oh you I've been telling you for years Drell you gotta learn the way around the guild hall yeah, I know the useful stuff. I know how to get to the bar. Can't just go around busting heads all day. You got to learn to smooth talk some people once in a while. I know where the armory is.
2: Are you not very tough? Sometimes you just got to bash some heads, Gorton.
0: Gorton winks at you and he says, oh, I'm tough enough, friend. You son of a bitch.
1: I'm under under my breath and say, I wish somebody would have just asked me. I know where the pallet is. Yeah, but you got a smoke break out of this whole thing, you know?
0: Yep. What was the other place you wanted to know where it was? Stagecoach house. There's just a garage. It's called the garage. That's where the stagecoach lives.
1: All right. Y'all want to head down to the pallet and, or, or just me? I don't know if anybody else needs to get all dolled up.
0: What about Jaxo?
2: I was just going to cast a spell, but I only have an hour, so I'm not going to do it yet. I got to wait till we get closer. I'll meet y'all at the, at the garage then.
0: Yeah, I already look good, so I'm just going to have another beer. Do
2: you guys have spells? We should probably know stuff about each other before we go into some kind of like... ah. Who knows what's going to happen? Ah, what? Help us situation. Well, Jack, so I'm pretty much a
1: face. So I'm known for my good looks and my charm. I don't know what else you want to know about me. Do you know any spells? Are you good at fighting? Like, are you, are you run away fast? Like, what's your thing? I'm very stealthy and I'm good with my hands, if you know what I'm saying.
2: Okay. I
1: wouldn't call myself a fighter. I'm more of a lover than a fighter. Hmm. Alright. Drill? Yeah. Same questions apply.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm in the, yeah, I'm in a thieves guild.
1: Do you want to elucidate us
2: about your own set of skills there, little fella? Oh yeah. I know some spells. I'm tough. I'm good at fighting. I'm tough. I'm tough. I'm good at fighting. And I'm fast, I'm sneaky. You should be near me if we're fighting together.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I have the power of the darkness within. Anything you can do, I can do it. Nice. Better.
1: Nice. Okay. Guess we'll see. I'm going to head on down to the pallet.
0: All right. Gordon says, all right, we'll see you guys. Good luck out there, you sons of bitches. See you, Gordon.
2: Good to meet you. See ya. All
0: right. You guys are going to the pallet house. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I'm going to the garage after I have another beer. You're not going go to go with them um, to the pallet house? Well, remember when she was like, I'm the only one else to go, so I'm going to go by myself. I'll meet you at the garage. Perfect. I'm sorry. I missed that. I'm going to oh, follow the too. plan. That our noble leader set forth for us. Who is that? I just want to drink another beer before we go to this party. You got a pregame. All right, Nora. Hap walks into the pallet house. It's just a room in the sewers <laughs> in the guild hall.
1: I look around for anybody that's working.
0: There's a person there that you know because you're a member of the guild. Her name is Wanda, and she's a middle-aged lady. And she says it's human. And she says, "Hey, dearie." What, what can I do for you?
1: Hello there, darling. I'm so pleased to see you again. I was hoping you could give me a little get up for my next big saving opportunity here. I need to look like this gentleman. And I show her the uh, painting of Lord's Mothers. Just as close as you can get, darling. Just as close as you can get.
0: Sure thing. And then roll a disguise check with advantage. What do I roll for that? Add your proficiency modifier to your charisma modifier and roll with advantage. And that would be how well you're disguised. 23. All right. You're good to go. You look just like him. She holds a mirror up. You look really similar to the picture.
1: Well, thank you very much, darling. I do appreciate your time and your skill.
0: Good luck out there. Have a nice one.
1: I'll see you soon. And then I head to the garage.
0: All right, um, Ed, did you go to the garage after one more beer, or did you get distracted drinking? No, no, no.
2: Oh, I kept him on track.
0: Okay, so you guys were together, and you go together. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. All right, the three of you arrive at the garage all at the same time by perfect fate. Oh, hey, Hap. I told you, Jack, so we had time for another beer.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Y'all
1: think I look good enough for this here party?
0: Yeah, I barely recognize you. Greg's comes in. He says, oh, great. You guys are already here. I was just coming to make sure they knew to be ready for you.
1: We're all ready to go there, Griggs.
0: Any last questions?
1: What time does the party start?
0: 7 p.m. Time is it now? 6.30. We better wait. Let's wait a little bit.
2: Yeah, we have to be fashionably late.
0: All right. Do what you think is right. Just remember to get that map.
1: Well, we're doing reconnaissance for the map at the party,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah, do you know what it looks like?
0: Yeah, it's a piece of paper. There's probably some markings on it, like ink or something. Do you think
2: it's a map of our city?
0: It's a map of the region. This is what I think it is. So Admiral Finn specializes in lopids. And as we all know, those only grow in very specific and exacting conditions.
2: Yeah, deserts. So,
0: I think that it's a map of all the places where he has plots of land where they can grow. Not a warehouse. So robbing all the warehouses wouldn't work. Yeah. Why'd you say that when I said we we're gonna rob warehouses? I didn't know why you were robbing warehouses. <laughs> to get the the goods. Are you kidding me? You think I just rob warehouses in my spare time? I I'm starting to worry I that that's what you do. Yeah. I do, I do, do that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a map of the region, not of the city.
2: All right, all right. Why do you need it? Does it have like uh, arrows and lines that are like, go here, go there. This is where the stuff is. Or is it just a map because you can't make a map yourself?
0: You don't think his employees like just know? Yeah, but they they don't tell us. Yeah, but you think that like he carries one around like, "Mm -hmm, man, let me make sure that I still wrote that on there. Yeah, I think he keeps it with his business papers in his house, in his business office.
1: All right, we'll find it. Son, it's like if you're a squirrel. You know how you put a lot of nuts away and if you don't mark them down, you forget where you put them?
2: It's like that. Oh, they forget most of them. They are not smart animals. That's why they bury so many. What do you think I eat in the summer?
1: So just imagine these here lopids are nuts and Mr. Admiral Finn is a squirrel. Is that going to change how we act at the party? Oh, no. I was just trying to explain some human behavior to this knucklehead.
0: You're explaining squirrel behavior to me. All right. Well, good luck tonight, guys. And then Griggs leaves. Wait, who's driving this? There's a guy who works in the garage. Oh. He has a name. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but you'll never know it if you don't talk to him. But he's grooming a horse right now. How about I already know him? Actually, you're right. You do already know him. His name's Monty. I'm like, hey, Monty. Monty Pine. Yeah, but we're on a first name basis. I'm like, hey, Monty. Hello? You driving us tonight? Sure thing, bud. Hex yeah, dude. Number one getaway headed? driver ever. Jackzo, so this guy, he's clutch. He'll get you out no matter what. I'm the best getaway driver this side of the Ravigny Beck. What? That's the river that runs through the city. The Raggedy Beck? Raggedy Beck. All right. Well, we're going over to uh, Admiral Augustus Finn's mansion or something. You know where that is? Oh, uh, sure thing. Over on... Uh, it's on Locust Locust Street. Way. Yeah, whatever.
2: Hop on board. Oh, we want you to take the scenic route because we don't want to get there, like, early or on time, really. We want to get there a little late.
0: Sure thing. I wish I had a different voice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Ah, just, I'm going through a divorce. I don't want to talk anymore. Just
2: jump on so we can get going. Hap hops into the carriage. Jaxo too.
0: I pull my hood up and I get in the carriage. Will Hap be able to seduce Lady Finn to get the information he is after? Will Jaxo prove he is the strongest kobold? Is Drell going to foil the entire plan by resorting to violence? Find out next time on Burglar Mystery Tour. It's the Burglar
3: Mystery Tour.